0: A game is 10 times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they're my team. Regardless, whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. With pro football, college football, and MLB playoffs in full swing, and both hockey and basketball right around the corner, now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with MyBookie.ag. And if you join now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR, that's C-H-A-I-R, to activate the offer. That's promo code chair to double your cash right now. What are you waiting for? Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Boys, it's Jeremy W. Miller.
1: Neal the rebound. Kevin Alley brings it up. Throws it across. Miller for three. the rebound for his ninth. 18 points, nine rebounds, six oh, assists. No. Oh, my oh, God! Double time! Miles Turner! Yeah! Welcome to the NBA, my friend! Turner sets the screen. Oh, oh, oh no! Oh a no! Right Don't hand. let him throw it down like
0: that! Victor, on the deep phone!
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod podcast
0: welcome to another episode of the born ready to pod podcast episode 64 of the podcast we're officially five podcasts out from episode 69 A truly historic day here in the podcast my name's chris cook and here with me as always my partner in crime eric hawk eric hawk how's it going today
1: it's going good hail china
0: Okay, <laughs> um, so yeah, big story around the NBA obviously with LeBron James in China, maybe we'll get into that a little bit later, but to start off the show here today, um, we are finishing up the division preview episode, so this is our sixth episode of this series, uh, it's been a long uh, time coming, we are actually uh, less than a week now from the NBA season tipping off, so uh very excited about that, but we're going to be going through the most boring vanilla division here in the NBA uh, today and going to go through like we have been going in the past, talking about last season and what their offseason was like. And then at the end of that, we'll wrap it up by projecting how these guys will finish in the standings. So, uh, as always, I'll go ahead and start off with the uh, reigning division champions in the Southeast Division, the Orlando Magic. Last season, the Magic finished 42-40. and uh, They won the division with a 42-40 and record, so as you can see how weak of a division this is, they were 7th in the Eastern Conference last year. Uh, last season, they were swept in the first round to the defending NBA champion Toronto Raptors. Or, Excuse me, they weren't swept, but they lost uh, in five games. Notable additions for the Magic this offseason, they added al Aminu from the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, Draft picks wise, they didn't have any draft picks in the 2019 NBA draft. Uh, Notable departing players for uh, the Magic, not really there. Uh, They had Jarrell Martin, Jerry and Grant, and Timothy Mozgov. So pretty much addition by subtraction there. Uh, Their over under this season is at 41.5. So they're expected to win just around the same amount of games that they won last year. Projected starters for the Magic this year, DJ Augustine, the former Pacer. Evan Fournier, Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Gordon, and Nikola Vucevic. And coming off their bench this season, uh, former first overall pick. uh, A lot of question marks around this guy. If he's even going to play much, what's going to happen? Markel Fultz, he has been playing in the preseason, but we'll see if that holds up. Uh, Terrence Ross, Alfaric Aminu, uh, Mo Bamba, and Kim Birch. Uh, their head coach is Steve Clifford. So, Hawk, what do you think about uh, the Orlando Magic after hearing about what they did last season and this offseason?
1: I mean, it all kind of starts with uh, our boy Markel Fultz. I mean, what are your thoughts on Fultz? Do you think he's ever going to get it together? Do you think he'll have a resurgence in Orlando? I mean, all things considered, the chain of scenery, you know, was kind of what Orlando was hoping specifically would bring out his potential. What do you think about Markel?
0: Yeah, I mean it's he's been the laughing a laughing stock. Everybody is, I mean, enjoyed the guy has the yips, and that's really not anything we should be making fun of. Uh, it's it is a thing, um, and um, he there was a lot of pressure on on him in Philly. Uh, he was playing with two top three picks um, in uh, Simmons and Embiid, so it was expected for him to come in there and be, you know, pretty much the. The uh, cherry on the uh, Sunday to just finish everything up there. Um, so you know, I I think going to Orlando, he's he's gonna be down in the happiest place on earth. He's gonna be uh, you know in Disney Disneyland down there. Um, so I mean, it, or Disney World, whatever it is. I know there's two different names for it. Uh, but yeah, it's just gonna be you know a good change of scenery for him. I feel like I uh, I don't know about the shot. That's I mean that's the biggest thing. Uh, the the shot is just. I don't know how he's going to fix it. I mean, really, he obviously has the skills to play. It's all just a mental factor at this point. And I'd like to see him succeed in Orlando uh, more than I did in Philadelphia. He was more fun to make fun of when he played in Philadelphia. But I'd like to see him succeed in in Orlando. Um, But I still kind of like him to be uh, the punching bag of all jokes.
1: Yeah, I kind of think there's a – since pro sports, you have it or you don't. I mean, glimpses are a thing you see from a guy early that you would think that he'll get it all together and he'll be able to play to his potential every night. And he Markel's just a guy you just never have seen it with. I mean there's other examples, mostly quarterbacks in the NFL or skill position players, but just in pro sports in general, you either got it or you don't and you're gonna take some time to to kinda grow in your body. So I never think he'll be even close to an all star and I don't know. I don't really see it at all. But one could say, if I
0: if I could interrupt you, if I could interrupt you for just a second, one could say he's pretty much kind of like the Baker Mayfield of the NBA.
1: Oh, (laughs) continue continue on. That's exactly the comparison I wanted to make. Continue on. Next up, we got uh, notable players. I I didn't even know they had Timothy Moscoff last year. They (laughs) lost him. Where's he even at now? Because he's one of those guys that benefited from the salary cap bump a few years ago with the Lakers. Uh, I don't
0: think he's on a team. I'll double-check, but I'm pretty sure no one was dumb enough to sign him. Yeah, uh,
1: been, they got some decent players. Aaron Gordon, Vucevic obviously had a good year. DJ Augustine hit that shot last year in the playoffs before the Gentlemen sweep came down. This is a team that, if they make the playoffs, they're not a serious contender. And, you know, this division itself is just very weak. So, I don't know anything else about the magic
0: for you. Uh, No, but I do know uh, Timothy Mozgov. His middle name is Pavlovich, and he's currently playing basketball in a Russian professional basketball league for Kimki of the VTB United League and the EuroLeague. So,
1: there it is. Yuck. (laughs) And then, obviously, Mo Bamba, he had that huge song. I don't even know if it was based off him technically, but who knows? I mean, this team's got a decent mix of young players and guys with potential. I could see him being a playoff team again, and I think Steve Clifford's a pretty decent coach. Do you think they're uh,
0: over-under 41.5 wins? What do you think? Oh, I, I'd i have to double-check my final standings, which I'm going to release in the NBA uh, preview episode, but I would probably put them at the over, maybe at 42. I, I have them. I, I don't want to give any spoilers, but I have them. Doing pretty well in this division again. So, yeah, in, in order to win this division, I think you got to win at least 42 games. So, I'll say over. Okay.
1: Interesting enough. I would also probably lean the over if I was betting, but I would not bet that. Next up, Charlotte Hornets. Uh, 2018 2019, they were 39 and 43, tied for ninth in the Eastern Conference. Notable additions for them, their only addition, Terry Rozier. Point guard from the Boston Celtics. With their draft picks, they took P.J. Washington out of Kentucky and Cody Martin out of Nevada. Notable departing players for the Hornets. Kimba Walker, pretty big departure there. Jeremy Lamb, Pacer now, Frank Kaminsky, and Tony Parker. Did Tony Parker retire, or is he on another team? Uh, Yes,
0: Tony Parker has retired.
1: Okay. Their over-under for this season is 23-and-a-half, which is comically low. Uh, Projected starters for them, Terry Rozier, Nick Batum, Dwayne Basin, Miles Bridges, and Cody Zeller. Their bench consists of Devontae Graham, Malik Monk, Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, Marvin Williams, Willie, Herman Gomez, and PJ Washington, and they're head coached by James Barrega. Just kind of a terribly disgusting-looking starting rotation. What are are
0: your thoughts on the Hornets? Uh, I'm hitting the under. Uh, times a million here. This team is complete and utter garbage. Um, that's starting five and we all know Cody Zeller is going to get hurt. Uh, Cody Zeller will get hurt. I mean, out of out of Rozier, who obviously if Terry Rozier is your best player, I mean, you're not set up for any greatness whatsoever. But out of Rozier, who's the number two guy on this team? When you're looking at this roster, who do you think number two is? I mean, I think it's Miles Bridges.
1: Yeah, I was going to say Bridges. I mean, maybe a guy like Monk off the bench, but he's never really been able to put it all together as far as scoring-wise. So, yeah, it's got to be Bridges or Batum. And I I never – not this point in Batum's career. So, yeah, probably Bridges. Yeah, and
0: I mean, I just don't understand what what they were thinking. Uh, Mitch Kupchak, Michael Jordan, like – you knew you were going to lose Kimball Walker and you went out and signed Rosier to a big ass contract you're already paying some of these guys way too much money it's like you should be even worse than this you should have let Rosier go elsewhere uh, you should have tried to trade off some of these contracts and you should have just thrown out a G League roster because pretty much that's what they're doing right now except they just overpaid for Rozier and now they have a bunch of other shit bags so uh, they should have completely blown it up instead they've Ninety percent blown it up. Um, this team's really bad, and I'm hitting the under. Yeah, definitely. All right, next up here on the list we have uh, the Miami Heat. Um, last season, the Heat finished thirty-nine and forty-three, so same record. There's the Hornets; uh, they were tied with them in the division as well as uh, for ninth in the Eastern Conference. Uh, notable additions for the Heat. This offseason, most notably, uh, they traded for Jimmy Butler, I believe, in the sign-and-trade deal with the uh, Sixers. And they also got Myers Leonard from the Portland Trailblazers. Draft picks-wise, they took number 13th overall pick, Tyler Hero, and then KZ Okpala with the 32nd overall pick in the second round, which was actually the Pacers pick, and then the Pacers traded him there which they should have used on Carson Edwards, but that's neither here nor there. Notab- notable departing players for the Heat, Dwayne Wade, they lost him to retirement, Hassan Whiteside, and then also Josh Richardson, who they sent back to Philadelphia in the sign and trade. Uh, their over-under for this season is set at 42.5. Projected starters for the Heat, Goran Dragic, Dion Waiters, Jimmy Butler, James Johnson and Bam Adebayo. Their bench is projected to be Justice Winslow, who's probably gonna start at point guard most of the time over Dragic is, is my guess. Tyler Hero, who I think is actually probably gonna be the starting shooting guard the way he's been playing. Uh KZ Okpala, Kelly Olianik, and Myers Leonard. Their head coach is a long-tenured coach here, I think, since like 2008, Eric Spolstra, who I used to call him the weasel because he looks like a weasel on the sideline in there. So what do you think about the Heat this season?
1: Was Myers Leonard the one last playoffs he was just absolutely going off somehow? He had like 30 points at the half of one game? Yes. Yeah, so to me this team's incredibly like well-balanced and deep. Obviously Jimmy Butler's your all-star you got guys that can come off the bench and possibly score. Young guys, Winslow's there, a lot of experience. Olenek's a a hustle guy, and I think has proven himself as a good coach. He obviously has not had amazing talent. I mean, it's when you lose a guy like LeBron James since then, I think they've made the playoffs almost every year, been at least in contention. So I think he's proven himself as a coach, and this roster to me looks like a playoff team, and if I had to guess, it would be between them – the magic and the Hawks in this division for my top three. So yeah, this is a playoff team for me and 39 and 43, that over under a 42 and a half. It's, it's another really tough one. I mean, they're just nailing these into our face, but you know, if they stay healthy, I can see the over, but I don't know. I, I'm just going to get, guess the under maybe around 40 and 41, something like that.
0: So I'm going to guess the under there. What, what are your thoughts on the team? Yeah, I mean, I, I see what you're saying about the balance of the team. I mean, um, we'll see what happens with Jimmy Butler. We saw what happened last time he was surrounded with a bunch of young guys. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's just a lot of question marks. They always seem to be in that you know race for at least around the ninth seed in the East at minimum. So, I wouldn't be shocked to see this team sneak into the playoffs. I wouldn't be shocked to see this team be a mid – Playoff seat seating either um, just depends on how it all fits together, uh, and if Jimmy Butler, we all know he's a formidable. You know, he, I wouldn't call him a superstar, but he's he's definitely a star in this league. So, in pairing him with you know some of these guys, uh, most notably, I think who I've been impressed with is the Hero Kid. I mean, if you've watched some of the Heat preseason games, the way he's been able to, I mean. He just looks like he's going to be like not saying he's like a Kyle Corver type player, but I mean he just looks like he's gonna be damn good and obviously I think he's better than Corver from the aspect not he's better than Corver from the aspect that it looks like he's a lot more athletic too. So he's a white guy who looks actually decently athletic. Um so yeah, I mean, if he has a breakout season, Justice Winslow, you know, keeps continuing to get better. I, I don't see any reason why this team couldn't be. Ceiling wise, I'd say a 5 or 6 seed in the East.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Alright, next up, we got the Washington Wizards. Last year, they were 32 and 50, 11th in the Eastern Conference. Notable additions for them are Isaiah Thomas, Mo Wagner, E. Smith, C.J. Miles, and Davis Bertans. They drafted Rui Huchimera at 9th and Admiral Schofield at 42nd. Notable departing players, Thomas Sadaransky, Bobby Portis, Jabari Parker, Dwight Howard, Jeff Green, Trevor Ariza. Their projected over-under for next season is 27.5 games. Starters for them, E. Smith, Bradley Beal, Troy Brown, Davis Bertans, and Thomas Bryant. Their bench consists of Isaiah Thomas, C.J. Miles, Admiral Schofield, Rui Huchimara, Jan Mahimni, and John Wall, if he ever comes back from injury. And they are head coached by Scott Brooks. So what do you think of this team in general, and what's the deal with John Wall?
0: Yeah, I, I, think, I think it's said that Wall won't be back until like February or March, so pretty much he's going to miss the entirety of the season. Um and, yeah. I, and I I think that injury came from while he was at home so he was hurt for another reason and then he got hurt at his house and then I don't remember what the specific injury is but he it forced him to miss a year so obviously a very dangerous injury that he had while he was at his house um but yeah this this kind of just flashbacks to the Charlotte Hornets here I mean Uh, Obviously, Bradley Beal is the best player on this team, and he's way, way, way better uh, than Terry Rozier. But, I mean, I just get flashbacks to the Charlotte Hornets team here. Um, That starting five is atrocious outside of Beal. I know that Thomas Bryant had flashes last season, and he's a decent big in this league. Uh, but other than that, I mean Ish Smith, he's a backup point guard. Isaiah Thomas, I mean, what has he done the last couple seasons? He's been hurt. Um, he couldn't even get playing time last year with the Nuggets. I mean, he was other guys were playing ahead of him in the rotation. Um, and then CJ Miles, who's a former pacer. I mean, he's he's a very good shooter, but he's also very inconsistent. So. This team without John Wall, and if John Wall does come back this year, I don't foresee him being effective. Uh, I don't foresee John Wall to actually be John Wall again until next season, Um, but he's still very overpaid. So I wouldn't be shocked to see the Wizards moving off of Beal at some point this season or in the offseason, just trying to get some assets for him. I don't know when he's a free agent. I didn't do that type of research on it. Uh, but they need to try to get something for him because they haven't put any players around these two guys, and and they're just they're not good.
1: Yeah, I would not be surprised either if they move Bradley Beal. It'll probably be the smart decision. This team's nowhere close to contending. This team is disgusting to look at on paper. Honestly, that over under, I'm hammering the under. Yeah, I mean they're a Bradley Beal month injury away from 10 wins in my opinion with this with this lineup you mentioned bryant he's a very efficient guy plays hard defense you don't really know what you have with those two rookies i would huchimara is a guy that i kind of liked but even just throwing a guy like that into this, this terrible situation i mean he's gonna have to fight or flight he might be one of those guys you just never hear from again honestly and isaiah thomas no one's expecting much and you know what Jan Mihimi is. This team is absolutely disgusting. So I would hammer that under. And this, this is one of the ones I'm actually going to bet. Like, if I had to bet any of these, there's no way they get to 28 games, in my opinion.
0: So here's my question for you. Take Bradley Beal off the Wizards roster, and then just take Terry Rozier off the Hornets roster. So based on the remaining players on both those teams, which roster would you rather have?
1: Holy cow. I'm just going to look at young guys, P.J. Washington, Monk still in that category, Bridges compared to Thomas Bryant, Rui Huchimara, Admiral Schofield. I think you got to go Hornets just based on pure potential, Yeah, and that's saying nothing,
0: really. Yeah, I would agree. Eliminate Beal and Rozier, and I think it's a no-brainer. Go with the Hornets in this situation. Yeah, that's a good question. Yep. All right, last up in the division. Uh last place in the division last year, but we don't expect that to happen this season. Uh the Atlanta Hawks, they finished 29 and 53 and they were 12th in the East. Notable additions last or er, uh in the offseason for the Hawks, uh Jabari Parker who uh, played for the Wizards last season. Um Chandler Parsons, they took on his big ass contract from the Grizzlies. Evan Turner, they took on his big-ass contract from the Trailblazers. Damian Jones and Alan Crabb. Draft picks-wise, with the fourth overall pick, they took DeAndre Hunter. With the tenth overall pick, they took Cam Reddish. And with the 34th overall pick, they took Bruno Fernando. Notable departing players for the Hawks, Kent Bazemore, Dwayne Dedman, Torian Prince, Omari Spellman, and... The great Miles Plumley. Their over under for this season is set at 34.5 wins. Projected starters this year for the Hawks Trey Young, Kevin Herter, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, and Alex Lynn. Uh, Their bench is projected to include Alan Crabb, Cam Reddish, Chandler Parsons, Jabari Parker, and DeAndre Bembry. Their head coach is in his second season, Lloyd. How about those Hawks? The Hawks are a team that
1: I've, I'm kind of like excited about, not because they're in the East, just because the way they're building. And, you know, they've never really had anything necessarily. They had those one, that one seed when they had, you know, what's his name? The guy that used to be the pit Teague and Horford, those teams were always, you know, they won a lot of games, but with LeBron James, no one ever really took them seriously. They were all out like the Pacers in that regard. But their GM, president of operations, Travis Schlank, is a guy from the Warriors, you know, GM tree. And Lloyd Pierce is also from the Warriors. So they're basically just trying to build this up like the Warriors. You know, get, a, get some defensive guys and then just surround, you know, that with guys who can shoot the three and who are efficient in the paint. So a guy like Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, Trey Young, Herder, I mean, those guys can all shoot the lights out. Alan Crab, you don't you kind of know what Chandler Parsons and Jabari Parker are. You, you're not going to lean on them necessarily for scoring. So I think that's a fine fit. John Collins is a guy I've always really kind of liked, and he's still young. So I, I still think they're probably an All Star away or some kind of move. Trey Young has the potential to be you know really good, and then some of these young guys do too. But if you just compare them to like the top teams in the East or in the NBA in general, they're just missing you know, that kind of that star power, I, I would say. So if I look at this roster now, Trey Young's the only guy I would even consider that would be an all-star this year. So that's what I mean by that. The over of under a 34 and a half, I think that's fair. They're obviously on paper going to be a little better and you're hoping your young guys are actually decent. So 34 and a half's fair. I, I would honestly take the over. I, I think they're going to be battling for that eighth seed at the end of the day, just because of the style of, basketball they
0: play what what do you think about the Hawks um I uh I like I mean if we were doing a rankings based on the future of all these franchises they would be number one by a mile um Mm -hmm. I mean they've done a great job in the draft um with uh John Collins uh and RIP Pacers for taking TJ Leaf over John Collins Uh, And then also taking Trey Young, Herter has also been good. Um, And then hopefully, you know, I mean, they, they picked up Hunter and Reddish. So, you know, hopefully those two work out, but yeah, I mean, this team has very good potential. I don't know if, uh, I don't know if it's going to result in them being a contender for a playoff seed in my mind for this year, but I think one or two years down the road, I, I definitely see this as a playoff team. Um, I just think those young guys need a year or so to play with each other, and then I think they'll be fine. Uh, but I think you made a good point when you said pretty much I think they're a star away. So um, if they, you know, at some point in the next couple off seasons, you know, they these contracts will expire for Parsons and Evan Turner. Um, at some point they're going to have money to spend, and maybe they can go out and get, you know, a big-name free agent to add with this young nucleus. And I think from that point – I think they're, pretty set, they're set up pretty well. I mean, they have Young and Hunter and uh, Reddish who are all top ten draft picks. So, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if I would hit the over for them this season. I'd probably hover right around it and just say I'd go under. Um, but I do foresee them being a tough game every time that any team is playing on the schedule. I just don't know if they can close out games just because they're still so young.
1: Yeah, so they're a team that could beat anybody in the league. I think on, on a hot night. So, what what about that over under? What would you pick?
0: I'm going. I'm going under. Kay. Just just because, just because of the closing out games thing and still being so young. Uh, but like, I, w- I won't be shocked if it's over. So, all right. Uh, finishing up the Southeast Division preview here. I'm gonna give our projected standings. So I'll go ahead and. Get that squared away for my projections for this season. Number one, I have in the division, I'm having the Orlando Magic repeat as Southeast Division champions. Not like Division Champs matter anymore, but congratulations to the Magic. I have you winning this division once again. In second place in the division, I have the Miami Heat. Um, I do think that... Uh, I think just... It could be a toss-up between the Magic and the Heat, and I could see flip-flopping those two. I just like the continuity, if that's a good word to use here. uh, uh, Continuity. continuity. Jesus, see, I I need some sleep. (laughs) What the hell? See, we're recording these so late. I uh, I haven't yeah I have exams and uh, or an exam coming up for work so my my brain shot and I just said what did I say continuity, continuity. <laughs> the continuity of the Orlando Magic excuse me uh, I'm not gonna cut that out so I am a dumbass but the continuity of the Orlando Magic is why I slightly put them ahead of the Miami Heat. Uh, Atlanta Hawks I have them finishing third in the division Uh, I do think they're going to be better this year Uh, they have the talent the young talent and they're definitely way better than the Wizards or the Hornets and four and five here you could flip-flop them but I'm putting the Wizards at four just because of Bradley Beal if Beal is out this team as we had just discussed is worse than the Hornets. Uh, but I'm assuming Beale plays the whole year and that he's not traded in my standing. So right now I'm putting the Wizards at four and then finishing out between those two crap teams. Uh, in this division, Charlotte Hornets finishing last in the division.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go one Miami Heat. Uh, Continuity is a, is a big point part of this, but to me, star power at the end of the day wins it all. So I'll, I'll go with the Heat making the playoffs. Two, Magic, battling for that eight seed. Would not surprise me if they were there. Atlanta Hawks, three, barely missing out. And then I'm going to go Hornets, four, Wizards, five, just to mix it up. So there you go.
0: And you're going to have to remember how all, how you ranked all these divisions because when you do your standings, uh, you don't... I was
1: thinking that into consideration just it, now. Yeah. I have a little sneak peek. I, I have the Heat making the playoffs. And maybe... I'll, I'll leave the other my other pick for, for the show all right yeah yeah
0: I, I finished up my uh, awards uh, tonight and my MVP is gonna be a surprise I'm just gonna okay. I'm just gonna say that it's not the type of player you would think it would be but all right uh that'll wrap up the southeast division preview and do you want to go a few more minutes here after a quick break and talk about a big football game this weekend
1: might
0: as well. All right. We'll be right back after this. All right. So uh hope you guys enjoyed the uh, previews of the division, NBA divisions for this year, all six of the episodes. If you haven't checked them out before the NBA season and you're listening to this, go back into our past episodes from the past uh, five or six weeks and you can listen to all of them. We go through every single team in the NBA, just like we did here today, uh going through what they did last season and their uh um additions in the offseason, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then our projections. So that's all leading into our uh NBA preview episode which is going to have a bunch of predictions coming up here before the NBA season tips off on Tuesday. Um One thing I do want to get off my chest before we go into some random bullet points here. Our favorite Twitter person to follow is obviously the ugly guy, Scott. Uh, And for those of you who don't know Scott, we talk about him a lot here on the show. Uh, But uh, we just call him Scott. That's who he is. He's kind of like Madonna. You know, he goes by one name. So speaking of Scott this week... And this leads me into our discussion about the Colts game. Uh, Scott is uh, been very high and very low on the Colts, depending on what day of the week it is. Um, so it could be a Tuesday, and Scott's very high on the Colts. It could and then a couple hours later, he decides he's he, that you know the Colts suck. So there's been a lot of talk from Scott's camp this week on his Twitter page that the Texans are going to whoop the Colts ass this week in big division matchup, both teams at uh, three and two. Actually, I think the Texans are at four and two now cause they played an extra game, but uh, what do you think about Scott's predictions that the uh, the Colts all of a sudden suck after a bye week? Uh, he was very high, he was very high on them after uh, the Chiefs win, and then somehow they got worse after the uh, bye week. So, what do you think about his thoughts on on that whole predicament? I I, I don't I don't
1: I don't understand Scott's thinking. Scott's kind of a, a loose cannon. Doesn't really make much sense. Kind of just a guy that just like. Anything that comes to his mind, he just throws out there. He's got a little impotency in him. He's got a little immaturity in him. He, he doesn't have that blocker of reason, to, you know, balances takes. Anything that comes to his mind, send. Doesn't matter what, doesn't matter where. It can be NASCAR. We could be talking Ryan Blaney one minute, Jacoby Verset the next. We can go into IU basketball for a little bit. We can go into the fact that he's a virgin, and you know, the next five minutes. Anything's on the table with Scott. That's why he's a must-follow to anyone. I don't know how this guy's not a millionaire just from his sports takes. It's incredible to watch. Just watching a true psychopath like operate and work social media is—it's just beautiful. I—I I, I love. I wake up every morning and, and I just scroll through the timeline, get a good chuckle, you know. And I can't wait for the game. You know, I'm going to be at the game. and I'm going to be refreshing my feed just to see Scott's opinion on what's going on you know, I guarantee five minutes for the game Colts are winning this game. Something's going to happen. We're maybe going to go three and out to start. Colts are getting destroyed by a hundred this game. We're going to go get a big turnover. No way. The Colts would ever lose a game like this. You know, then maybe they'll score a field goal. Colts suck. Worst team in the NFL. So I can't wait for the ride. And you know, Scott, in the end of the day, he's a moron, but I love him as
0: a moron. I do love Scott. And the video I took of, uh, his Twitter page from just like a 24 hour time span. And I had sent it to you guys. It was two minutes to go through all the tweets and retweets that he, that he did. in just within a 24 hour period. So, I mean, the guy he's, he's dedicated to his craft. I'll give him that he is dedicated to his craft and shout out to Scott. Um, I really enjoy you on Twitter and would love to have you on the show someday. I know you don't listen, um but i would love to have you on the show uh, even though you've declined us multiple times but anyways to the actual game enough about scott what are your thoughts going into this weekend's big matchup against the texans and i'm going to put you on the spot after you go after that who wins the game and what's the final score
1: texan it's a fun game i mean it's been us and the texans for as long as i can really remember being you know the top two dogs in the division and you know, I'm reading an article right now. Last year, they were 50% scoring touchdowns in the red zone. This year, they lead the NFL in red zone scoring. You know, Watson comes back from an injury last season, loses a couple games. People write him off. Very similar season to what the Colts had. And then I think they won 10 straight games and surprised the world. Won the division. You know, got that by that we didn't get the the benefit of getting or you know, we actually we played each other in the first round. So I don't know what I'm talking about, but. You know, that game specifically, the last time we played Houston was T.Y. Hilton wearing the, the it mask, and he just had a monster game. Seems like he always shows up. He loves to play in Houston, so maybe he won't have as big of a game, but, you know, there's a lot of keys. Carlos Hyde makes me nervous just because last week they were committed to the run. He had a fumble early, and, you know, they just kept pounding him in the rock. They kind of stole the Colts' formula of beating the Chiefs, and Watson had two picks, and you know he had a couple rushing scores and a throwing score he, he can kind of do it all he's not scared to take those chances and I don't think he's been sacked in two weeks and that was kind of the knock against the Texans is that their offensive line was was down and that that's kind of the formula to beat them so after after the Chiefs I, it's hard anything's on the table I think our defense is gonna play better I think the Chiefs was the turning point in the season similar to last year we we needed a a turning point to kind of get everything together Obviously, we're going to have Leonard back. I don't know the status of some of the other guys right now, but you know, Leonard in, in itself should be enough to, to boost the defense to new heights. He's going to be playing like crazy. He's going to be fresh and healthy, and I think we're committed to the run still, so we got to have Mac having a big game, and I think it's going to come down to a, a big turnover by Watson. So I'm obviously going to say we're going to win. I think our defense has, has turned the page, and <clears throat> I think – I don't know. I, I hope we win, at least, because this is a big game. Winner takes the division going into Week 8, Week 7. So, what are, what are your thoughts on the game?
0: Um, I mean, it just always seems, no matter what the year is, we always seem to be able to uh, win games against the Texans. So, even like that one year where uh, I believe Peyton Manning had missed, and I can't remember who was... It wasn't Curtis Painter at that point, I don't think, but someone else was starting at quarterback, some shitbag. And we beat the Texans at home, I think, on a Thursday night. So they were obviously a lot better than us that year. Um, I think we beat them uh, a couple or at least once when Brissett was the quarterback back in 17. Um, I think we won a game against them. You'd have to double-check my research there. Um, so yeah, I mean, even when we've been bad, we've still been competitive against the Texans. So Watson's obviously a better quarterback than Brissette. Um, but you know, other than that, I, I think, I think the Colts pull this one out and obviously I'm very biased. Uh, but I, I probably say score wise, I'm going to go, I'm going to keep it low scoring. I'm going to say the Colts win 17, to uh, to 13. Seventeen to thirteen is the final score. Uh, we we score a big touchdown, uh, within the final few minutes and the or of the fourth quarter. Defense gets a stop at the end, and uh, we're all celebrating big four point win this uh, weekend.
1: I hope we just I hope we come out of the gate hot. You know I don't want to play a comeback game. If we set the tone defensively, you know I want to score early. DeAndre Hopkins, he's had an underwhelming year by his standards, so containing him is going to be the key. He's he's due a breakout big game, so that that's what scares me the most. Will Fuller, I think, is one of the leading guys in the league with dropped passes, so he's either going to score an 80-yard touchdown or he's going to drop a wide-open ball. So their weapons terrify me on the outside, but I think if we keep a similar formula to how we beat Mahomes, I, th- I think that's how we get it done.
0: Speaking of Mahomes, uh, they lost again against the Texans, which we I think we had just mentioned. But are they going to lose this week, uh, this Thursday, actually tonight against against the Broncos? I mean, what's going on in Kansas City?
1: Uh, you know, it's the NFL is a crazy league. You, you'll have teams get hot and people will think they're unbeatable. And then you'll have the Jets beat the Cowboys after Sam Darnold hasn't played three weeks. You'll have, in 2017, you'll have – you know, the Minnesota Vikings losing at home to the Bills. And I think one of the Bills only two games in a 16 point spread. Anything can happen. It's the NFL. Games are always closer. They're always around seven points. I think the Texans are a damn good team. I think so are we. I think so are the Chiefs. They're three really good teams in the same division. And it's surprising to me that they lost back to back, especially at home. Surprising to a lot of people. But at the end of the day, they're all good teams. And you know those little plays, and the Mahomes injury I think was played up a little bit, but maybe there is something to that. Who knows? But I, I don't think it's a cause for concern for anybody. I mean, hell, the New England Patriots losing Miami to the Dolphins almost every year. They didn't this year, obviously, because they're ass. But it's just one of those things. Guys don't have it certain days. One guy gets hot. You find a you know something in coverage, something in the run game you like, and you just exploit it. So. I don't know. The Chiefs, obviously, their line is what's holding them back, and the Colts line is obviously what's keeping them relevant. So, line play is a big deal. That would be my only concern if I'm a Chiefs fan, my line. But I, I think they're fine everywhere else. Yeah.
0: Shout-out to uh, Baker Mayfield as well. Throwing another, I believe, three picks last game. So. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Um, all right. And the best part was Jake was at that game, so it just made it even sweeter. Um...
1: Here, what were his thoughts? Did, you, did, did he give you his takes? Oh,
0: you know, he was blaming on the on the referees. I mean, just yeah. like like quarter fans are just like their quarterback. Uh, they're a bunch of whiners, and they blame the refs. Uh, you know, and they're not blaming Baker for any of these interceptions. It's always the receivers' faults. Um, they've said half of the interceptions are from the receivers. So, I mean, I thought they had two of the best receivers in the game, but that was just me. But you know. It is what yeah. it is. You're an idiot, Chris. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> next topic here. Uh, Pacers preseason's over. They're 3-1 and one in the preseason. Lost against the Minnesota Timberwolves on Tuesday night. Big news. Uh, Goga Batadze made his uh, official debut. Didn't play in Summer League. Didn't play in the first three preseason games. I was streaming the game on a very terrible quality website there for a while uh, but he actually looked pretty good. He scored uh, fourteen points. Uh, he had four rebounds, and then he also had a block and two assists. So, uh, when Batadze was drafted, I know we have the big draft reaction that we still get crap for from people. Uh, but we've we haven't been a pro Goga podcast just yet. I know Pacers Twitter's all in all in on him. Uh, but he looked pretty good, I will say, in the first preseason game. I know you probably weren't able to watch it, but just seeing his stat line, what were your thoughts on the new guy? And he did most of that against uh, their starting starters as well.
1: It's one game in the preseason. I don't. I don't care. Goga sucks. <laughs> and, until he does it in a regular game, until he puts it together for you know consistently, I, I'm not gonna believe it. This guy's always gonna suck in my eyes. Prove me wrong, Goga.
0: That's all you got to say is do it in a regular
1: I seat. Stance. People are expecting me to flip a switch, but I I can't. He's played one game. He's be, this guy obviously can't even stay healthy, so we got to count on that too. I don't know. I obviously want him to be good. If he's wrong, I'll apologize to him personally via Twitter. But other than that, we'll see. Uh, you know, uh, hoping for the best, expecting the worst.
0: And, and with the uh, I know people haven't forgotten about your promise yet uh, regarding Edmund Sumner. Um, I know I haven't forgot about it. Um, he's actually hit the double digit mark in most of these preseason games. So I think the thing was if he scores over fifteen points, so he's got to score. No, 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 no. This was
1: Jakar Sampson. It was never oh, Sumner. Yes, it was Sumner. <laughs> yeah, i could to with Jakar Sampson. I get a Jakar Sampson tattoo if he ever scored fifteen points. We well, gotta check the tape. Yeah, I,
0: I, I don't need to check the tape, but I will. You 100 percent said it, Edmund Sumner ass hat.
1: I might have, but in my head, I was still thinking it was just Car and I was getting nervous because he was getting a lot of reps as well.
0: This was after this was after Edmund Sumner signed that deal, the extension, and so we hadn't even signed Jakar Sampson yet at this point. And you had promised to the fans video, or excuse me, audio proof that you would get an ass tat out of his face if he scored over fifteen in an NBA NBA game, just one NBA game. <laughs>
1: So, I didn't think this bad at all, and I still think it's Ja'Kar Samson until you can pull the tapes. But oh, if, I, if I said Sumner, I, I stick to it. I still don't think he's going to score 15 points in NBA game. Even though he already has, it's not going to happen. So,
0: second, so let's just play this out. Second game of the season, uh, I believe it's against uh, Cleveland. He goes out and he scores 17 points. What are you doing the next day?
1: Well... So I won't be able to just stop work and get a tattoo. But if that happens, I'll get an ass towel. I'm a man of my word. I, I don't know. I, it'll be my only tattoo. I've never had a tattoo. I don't know who's going to want to look at my ass for however long it takes, but maybe we have an ass tattoo listener that is an expert, but I doubt it. So, you know, I'll have to, you know, go through my inquiries and do my research, find a good ass tattoo artist, which I'm sure there's plenty of them.
0: Um, and then uh, other news, uh, Oladipo, so he's back on The Mass Singer again tonight. Have you watched any of his stuff?
1: Is, he, is it the second time on it?
0: Yeah, this is the second time. It's been going on for like three or four weeks, and apparently they have him on like every like two or three weeks.
1: I'm a cord cutter, so I've never even seen this show. I've heard of it because of the Antonio Brown stuff last year when he was on there. I thought that was hilarious. And I saw the Oladipo clip the first time. Why is he back on there, Does he- did he
0: not get unmasked? Well, I don't understand. Uh, I don't know how the show works. I, I only had seen the previews from when he was on the first episode, so I don't know if he's voted off. But he doesn't get unmasked. Like I believe T Pain won it last year, so T Pain didn't get unmasked until the very last episode. Um, and so if he keeps, the a,
1: singer won the Masked Singer contest. Yeah,
0: people didn't think that he could sing because he was an auto tune rapper, and he won it. I mean T Pain can sing. I can promise you that. Um, that doesn't make
1: any sense Yeah
0: and then so I, I mean and then I, I Whenever you go to the Mass Singer's like Twitter page It's all these old people who have no idea Who Depot is so They're like that's Wayne Brady <laughs> They're like <laughs> They're just saying all these old people, like Wayne Brady. and all, like It's just like the, some of these people are so stupid. And then like the judges on this show are just so insufferable. One of them was crying from Oladipo's performance tonight. She was crying on stage.
1: Well, I mean, I can, I can kind of see that. He is a, a smooth, milky man. Did you ever watch Whose Line Is It Anyway with Wayne Brady?
0: I did, yes.
1: Dude, it's one of the better shows of all time. I uh, recently bought you know, box set with multiple seasons because that was the only way I could buy it. And I just wanted to make sure it was still good in my memory. And it's it holds up. So if that's ever on a streaming platform of any kind, I'm all over that.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, we probably remember more from that. I'm I'm assuming these old people probably realize him from what is the show he's on, The Match? Not The Match. What is that? He's on some type of quirky game show, uh, midday television where all the old people can watch him. I don't remember what the show's called. Uh, Me neither. Let's make a deal, I think. Yeah, it's let's make a deal. Yeah. So, that's what it is. All right. That's all I got today. You got anything else you want to get off your chest?
1: I got to go. I had some Arby's, and we know what happens when I eat Arby's, so I got to go as well. (laughs) Yeah. All
0: right. All right. That's going to wrap up uh, this episode of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. I'm going to make it quick, uh, but... Uh, Next episode, NBA preview episode. Make sure you check that out. We're going to have predictions, 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 uh, playoff seedings, NBA champions, playoff matchups, and uh, regular season awards. So make sure you check that out. And if you haven't yet checked our past episodes for other division previews, uh, thanks for tuning in this week, guys. And we will see you next week for the NBA season.
1: Come on the podcast, two phones. You're scared.